World Health Organization globalists are meeting in Geneva right now, plotting a massive power grab that will implicate your country, your freedom, your family, and your health. Stay tuned and I'll tell you more. Uh, folks, we've been warning you here on this program for over a year now about a deep state power grab through the World Health Organization to basically consolidate global control over not just health, but everything using the World Health Organization. Um, you know, and, and how do I know it's everything? Well, because they've told us that climate change is a global health emergency. Racism is a health emergency. Um, uh, gun violence is a health emergency. Right? Literally everything is a health emergency if you take these globalist totalitarian deep staters seriously. Uh, and so now they are actually having this meeting. Uh, they're meeting in Geneva right now. They started last week, if you're watching us as we release this. And uh, they're negotiating a few different things. One of the things they're doing is they're working on this uh, international pandemic accord, which it was called the International Pandemic Treaty when they realized they were never going to get it through the Senate. They had to do some rebranding. Of course, the Senate has to ratify things with two thirds uh, in favor. And so they've now called it an accord, hoping that it won't have to be ratified by the U.S. Senate so that it won't go down in flames. They're also continuing to work on amendments to the international health regulations. This is another way that they hope to bypass the U.S. Senate so that this can be considered ratified automatically. Now, they already approved some amendments. Some of them are terrible uh, just last year. And and we now have a, a number of months until these are considered adopted, until they go into force, until they go into effect. Um, and so with the, the meeting that's happening right now, uh, the propaganda machine is using the same exact talking points that they used during the COVID pandemic to market their terror, to market their power grabs. Um, you probably remember that no one is safe until everyone is safe, right? Here's a, a quick reel of some of the people saying that. And we want to make sure that everyone understands that no one's safe till everyone's safe. No one is 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 safe. Nobody is safe. This is a post 9-11 axiom. Safer, but not yet safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe from COVID-19 until everyone is safe. If the whole world isn't safe, none of us are safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. Nobody is safe until we're all safe. Health experts have been saying nobody is safe. Nobody is safe until everybody is safe. Nobody is safe. Science is clear. 99.5% of people are safe and will survive COVID-19. Uh... Right, now, we didn't compile that. Uh, and there are hours and hours of footage. All the mainstream news networks, all the political hacks, all the World Health Organization bureaucrats, the UN, etc., all blabbering the same thing. No one's safe until you're all safe. Uh, in other words, we need to vaccinate every single one of you if you ever want to be safe. And if not, you'll never be safe again. So, uh, folks, the COVID-19 pandemic proved once and for all that no one is safe until everyone's safe. It's the same talking point they're using right now, actually in an explainer by the UN Foundation purportedly explaining what the World Health Organization is doing right now. They actually trotted out that talking point again. No one is safe until everyone is safe. So again, they're using the same tactics. They're using terror. They're using fear and they're using ignorance to try to get this through. Now, uh, Tedros Ghebreyesus, uh, an actual former leader of an actual Marxist terrorist organization, the Tigray People's Liberation Front. He was on the Politburo. Um, he opened up this crazy summit that they started last week saying that we cannot simply carry on as we did before. He actually uh, had a lot to say as they were opening this up. He said the pandemic accord that member states are now negotiating must be a historic agreement to make a paradigm shift in global health security, recognizing that our fates are interwoven. So this is just a recycled globalist talking point, right? It's a global problem, which therefore requires a global solution, and only the dictator-controlled World Health 
uh, organization, a UN agency, can actually provide this global solution. Now, uh, he was joined by many other leading globalists. Uh, Antonio Guterres, a big advocate of the Great Reset, was there. He says, uh, I hope current negotiations on pandemic prevention, preparedness, and response result in a strong multilateral approach that saves lives. Uh, multilateral approach means globalist approach, right, where a, an international organization will be doing the deciding. Uh, so these international health regulation pandemic uh, amendments are absolutely huge, folks. And I want to go through a few of them. James Roguski, who uh, we've interviewed on Conversations That Matter for the New American, uh, just uh, one of the top people following this debate. It's very, they make it very difficult to try to follow. But uh, he put out uh, a for kids version so that you could try to make sense of these amendments. Um, some of them are really, really interesting. So uh, he puts it in, in for kids. He says in Article 1, uh, the Bangladeshi government is proposing changing the meaning of the word recommendation so that it's not actually recommendation. It's basically you have to do whatever the WHO tells you. Okay, Article 2 says the Indian government wants the, uh, the WHO to be allowed to terrorize everyone, to scare everyone, even when there's nothing to be afraid of. In Article 3, again, the Indian government is proposing changes that would... Uh, allow the WHO not to have to respect your freedom and your rights when they're proposing uh, solutions or recommendations, which are actually mandatory in terms of how you need to deal with your health. Um, Article 4. Now, this is a big one. I want to stop for a moment and, and talk about this because the Russian government, uh, Vladimir Putin, is proposing a, an amendment that would require every national government to enact legislation that would uh, create a national international health regulations focal point to implement the regulations that the WHO is coming up with. So here's the, the text. It says, uh, state parties shall enact or adapt legislation to provide national IHR focal points with the authority and resources to perform their functions, clearly defining the tasks and function of the entity with a role of national IHR focal point in implementing the obligations under these regulations. Uh, in other words, folks, the WHO won't have to come out and directly enforce this stuff on you. The national IHR focal point would be authorized to implement these regulations in your country, whether that be the United States or some other place. Uh, and in fact, they already have one. The Department of Health and Human Services has a, uh, the Secretary's Operations Center has the task of being the national focal point responsible for doing everything that the WHO wants. So folks, this stuff is really, really serious. Uh, going back to some more amendments, uh, Articles 13A and 42, got a number of governments proposing uh, uh, changes that would put the director general, in this case, the former communist terrorist leader, Tedros Ghebreyesus, in charge of the entire planet's health, uh, including the ability to dictate the response to alleged health problems. Uh, in Article 36, a bunch of European officials want to change the rules so that someone could be forced to accept a vaccine or something else, or you're not allowed to travel or see your family and friends. Uh, folks, this is absolutely unacceptable on every front. And second of all, it's totally unconstitutional, right? Our government, the U.S. government does not have the constitutional authority to do these things. Therefore, it cannot delegate that authority to anyone else, much less a dictator club called the World Health Organization. Uh, now, Matt Staver at the Liberty Council, he put out an alert, uh, one of the best lawyers in the country. He said, um, WHO is going to be holding an important vote during its annual meeting in Geneva. If passed, the WHO will have unilateral authority to declare a pandemic, even over the objections of a nation, dictate how it will be addressed, and expand the control of this foreign body over 194 nations. He says no one should wield this much power, especially considering the shocking ties of WHO to communism and 
terrorism. Uh, there's also, folks, a lot of resistance growing in Congress. The Sovereignty Coalition just held a press conference in D.C. A whole bunch of members of Congress came together and um, and, and others uh, and actually are denouncing this. They put out a press release saying the WHO is a U.N. agency that is effectively controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, as evidenced by, among other things, the manner in which the WHO's Director General, Dr. Tedros Ghebreyesus, has relentlessly accomplished Beijing's biddings. Uh, the press release goes on to say that this includes advancing the CCP's interest in bringing about a post-constitutional America and global governance dominated by the CCP. Uh, their hegemonic ambitions have no place for a powerful United States of America, for human freedom, or for personal sovereignty. Uh, so folks, uh, really critical, this uh, alliance. I've actually signed on as a, a signatory to the Sovereignty Coalition. So I'm proud to be uh, a, a signatory on that. We've got to stop this. Uh, they go on to say that uh, the factors make it hardly surprising that in the course of COVID-19, the WHO lied about the nature, origins, and effective responses to the Wuhan virus. It endorsed the China model of lockdowns, masks, and vaccine mandates, and digital enforcement mechanisms. And the WHO approved the use of expensive and inadequately tested experimental and dangerous gene therapies as vaccines and the suppression of readily available effective and inexpensive treatments. Thanks in part to such misconduct, the pandemic has resulted in deaths of over a million Americans and many more elsewhere around the world untold number of whom perished needlessly. Um, they go on to say in this press release, folks, this is a brilliant press release. They say that given the WHO's appalling record, it is outrageous that the Biden administration is working to give the WHO and its director general more power over sovereign nations, including the United States. Yet the U.S. government uh, officials are actively negotiating amendments to existing international health regulations and a new treaty governing future pandemic health emergencies of international concern ironically called fake, P-H-E-I-C. Uh, these accords would effectively repose in Dr. Tedros the authority to unilaterally dictate what constitutes an actual or a potential fake and to order how affected nations must respond. Another big part of this, folks, we warned you about this uh, several times. They're working now on developing a global system to monitor and regulate travel. They don't want you to be able to move unless you have had all of your vaccines. Uh, they actually agreed, the G20 governments agreed to this in Indonesia late last year. Joe Biden was there and so were many others. Klaus Schwab, uh, the, the dictator wannabe running the World Economic Forum. Um, I'm going to show you a clip of the, inter of the uh, Indonesian health minister talking about this in just a moment. But folks, this is what they're working on right now. Listen to this uh, Indonesian health minister. Acknowledged by WHO, if you have been vaccinated or tested properly, then you can move around. All righty, folks. So there you have it. Um, they don't want you to be able to move unless you do whatever the WHO says. They don't want you to cross borders, even leave your 15-minute city. Uh, it's hard to overstate the dangers of this, folks. But don't worry. It can be stopped. Right now, there's several options. I want to show you a couple of the uh, members of Congress who spoke out about this during the uh, Sovereignty Coalition press conference. My colleagues behind me are here is to call attention to something that is very serious and threatens this country. You know, the World Health Organization is a corrupt organization. They're nothing more than a puppet for the Chinese government. Article 10 of the treaty says the U.S. would be obligated to provide 20 percent of our medical supplies. The United States has donated billions of taxpayer dollars. Why, why the heck are we even funded them in the first place? The United States is their largest contributor. The reality is is that international law does not trump our Constitution. Right. Biden cannot force Americans to follow laws and regulations not passed by our own federal government. And we will not tolerate and stand for this America last agenda. The Biden administration, honestly, I don't think they could pour water out of a boot if the instructions were written on the dadgum heel. 
This is what Director General Tedros did. He's how he responded to the CCP's cover-up by praising the CCP for their transparency, despite internal documents showing who frustration with the CCP's failure to share critical data and information about the virus. The communist Chinese government hid what was going on at that Wuhan lab. We have to get answers to that. President Trump stood up to China, left the WHO, and restored American sovereignty. President Biden was quick to rejoin as soon as he took office because he is beholden to China. If we continue to bow to globalist organizations who don't act in the interest of our own country, we will in and continue to be hurt. Unelected foreigners with legislative power over American citizens would have our founders rolling in their graves. This is not about public health. The WHO made it very clear they will censor anyone who does not agree with their agenda to control every aspect of people's lives. Under this plan, the Biden administration is adopting Marxism by distributing medicine based on equity. This is not what a constitutional republic looks like. This is a dictatorship, and we must defund the WHO and stop this radical agenda being put forward by the Biden administration. The World Health Organization is the lapdog for the Chinese Communist Party, and they echoed every single lie of the CCP. There is a section on surveillance, detailed surveillance of people, plants, animals, and the environment, and also censorship, censoring, canceling anyone who disagrees with their narrative. How will they enforce it? They could enforce it the way that it was enforced in Canada, by simply cutting people off from their credit cards and their bank accounts. That's a good way to silence dissent. In our country, we want to have as many decisions as possible made at the state and local level, right? Joe Biden's going, President Biden's going the opposite way. It's important, however, for the press to educate the public what's at stake here. We the people run this thing. So you should make your decisions with you and your family and your doctor regarding your business and your home, your interaction, whether or not you want to maintain uh, personal interactions during a pandemic, whether your kid can go to school, etc. If you want to get a vax, get it. You don't, don't. That's called freedom. The World Health Organization should have zero impact regarding my freedom and yours. So that's huge, folks. Now, the, the Republicans control the House of Representatives. The budget deals are happening right now. Uh, Republicans in Congress could just say no money for the WHO, no money to enforce anything from the WHO, no money to participate in anything that the WHO is doing. And it would bring a stop to all this. All of Biden's crying, all the fake media whining could not do one thing to extract that money from the American people if the House of Representatives won't go along with it. So one thing you could do right now is call up your member of Congress and ask them what is going on? Why is there even even the consideration that we might allow funding for this monstrosity. Another thing you can do, uh, and this doesn't even involve Congress, is at the state level. Uh, just a few weeks ago, we interviewed a great legislator from South Carolina, um, Representative Josiah Magnuson, about a great bill he's got, H. 4246. Uh, this would be a, a bill to nullify the WHO at the state level, including their pandemic treaty uh, and including their amendments to their regulations. And among other elements, this would ban the use of any government employees, government resources in the enforcement or the implementation of this ridiculous UN health scheme. Uh, Representative Magnuson said this. 
So this bill is a way to, it's a tool to fight back, um, to use the, 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 really rightful remedies that we have available, you know, if this does go into effect, then then we're not going to stand for it. We're already setting up a framework to resist this incursion on our American sovereignty and on the Bill of Rights. Uh, so that's huge, folks. Uh, and any Republican state in America should be able to do this, right? There, there are no Republicans that I know of who think that we ought to be giving up our sovereignty to the WHO, to the UN, to govern international health things. So, folks, this is happening now as we speak. Get on the phone. Get involved. Get yourself up to speed. Get a meeting with your congressman. Get a meeting with your state representative and your state senator. This needs to be a top priority. They don't have, as I mentioned, as we've said in previous episodes, they don't have the constitutional authority to do this, even domestically, much less to hand that power off to a collection of gangsters, kleptocrats, and dictators. Um, they just don't have that power. And even if they uh, uh, did somehow miraculously get this approved and ratified by the U.S. Senate, which is not going to happen, um, the fact that they don't have that power means they can't do that, right? Thomas Jefferson pointed out that they couldn't grant themselves new powers just by signing a treaty. What would be the point of having a constitution then? Uh, Reed versus Covert held this as recently as 1957. The federal government cannot grant itself new powers by signing on to treaties. It certainly cannot delegate powers that it doesn't have to a foreign government. So there's no obligation for your state to participate in this. There's no obligation for your local or your county government to participate in this. We must put a stop to it. You can make a big difference by getting on the phone. Also, follow uh, James Roguski's stuff. He's doing some really great work exposing what's going on. He's on Substack. You can follow him on uh, a number of different places. He's, as I mentioned, we've interviewed him several times here for The New American. But folks, this is a huge battle. The outcome will be very, very significant for not just us, but for future generations. We must fight. And we can use this as a springboard for the broader battle against globalism, for the broader battle against these deep state power grabs where they're trying to centralize all power and authority at the international level rather than at the individual level, at the local level, at the state level, and at the federal level where powers actually belong. Thanks for watching, folks. I'm Alex Newman. This is Behind the Deep State for the New American Magazine. Until next time. God bless you all. I, I certainly would not want a constitutional convention. I mean, whoa. <laughs> Who knows what would come out of that? Just imagine if we have a constitutional convention, the number of people who will be unhappy and the number of people who say the results are not valid, and then they'll just ignore the entire constitution. What we need are just more people that would read the one we have. It isn't the constitution that's the problem. It is the people who ignore the Constitution that usurp power and abuse the constitutional power that they ostensibly have. If you can't enforce an existing piece of paper, how are you going to enforce a piece of paper that has a little more writing to it? In other words, it's been amended. It's up to us to hold our elected officials accountable. What can you do to elect good representatives and senators in your state legislature who understand the Constitution and are willing to take a stand?